for Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Gus Wallen. Boxing Day at the MCG is a special day in cricket and we certainly had some fun up in the commentary box. So grab a Cooper's Mild Ale and enjoy our favourite bits from day one, starting with Mark Howard, Merv Hughes and Greg Blewett. Now, as an opening bat, Blue, any, any kind of first ball jitters, like no ball or out? Uh, well, I had the great honour of facing the first ball of a Boxing Day Test match in 1999. I remember it against, well. Against India. and it was, Who was the bowler? Uh, it was Srinath, Javagal Srinath. Good bowler. Very good Now bowler. a match referee. Mm. Very good bowler. And it was one of the few occasions where I was, I took my guard and I was facing up and then the, the bowler started running in. It was one of the few occasions where I could actually hear the crowd. You know, it was like, it was absolutely Loud. buzzing. And I prodded forward to the first ball, decent length, off the shoulder of the bat. Oh. Went straight to gully. Oh where Apple Crumble, I call him, and in Kumble, <laughs> dropped the easiest oh, catch. Yes. And, and I went, you know what? Did you make him pay, Blue? This is going Boxing Day. Here oh, we come. 100 on the way for Blue. Howie, you can't drop good players because they will make you pay. They punish you. Yes, they do. Punish you. How many are you going to make, Blue? I made you... two off eight balls. There's a punishing two, though. <laughs> so The punishing two. <laughs> I, got, I should have been out for <laughs> ball. Move. <laughs> Should have been out first ball, and I got out on the eighth uh, for two. Just a couple. Second dig? Oh, 31. A fine 31 it was, 31. too. I remember it. You didn't get dropped first ball? No. no. Did you manage to take your helmet off in the 31 to show all the people how good looking well, you were in the 31 or not? I was so Ten times, Howie. <laughs> ten times. I was so shit that year that when I got to 20, I took my helmet off. <laughs> I was like... James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Callum Ferguson. Now, little birds had a word to me, uh, Fergus, just on the way in. <laughs> I said, right, oh, well, I'm on with Ferg and I'm on with Top. I said, I can see Ferg. I said, where's Top? I said, mate, he's, he's, he's got another gig. <laughs> oh, here we he, go. He's, double, he's double dipping with boxes down right. the, the, to way, the left. The way I look at it, I, I call it spreading the gospel. Do you? <laughs> spreading the cricket gospel yeah, for our English right. listeners. No, no, so I'm, doing it, I'm doing it purely... For the love That'd of the game. That'd be it. <laughs> really the love That'd of the game. That'd be it. And the other problem is uh, I'm, I'm not involved in the TV and that anymore, mate, so I'm just battling my way through. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Doing it real hard. Through. Not with the cricket anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my, again, my mail is that even though nine don't have the cricket anymore, the contract number stayed exactly where it is was. Right, so right. it's the world's happiest no, man. I'm just giving, I'm giving it all up have just, you? just to spread the gospel. Oh. Spread the gospel. Can't good. sit down without notes falling out of his <laughs> pocket. Right. right. I don't mind having a shout tonight either. No, good. <clears throat> and again, wrapped in the nurry bag, I reckon. Or getting near there, they're targeting his pills. Yep, absolutely. Why wouldn't you do, break? You don't need that, do you? They're a little fragile. Oh, no. <laughs> they're going after him, Tom. Oh, he's trying to get across, isn't he, to cover any yep. movement away, and those last two are decked oh, back. And, oh, yeah. Scotty Boland's not the type of guy that's going to leave him alone either, no, Bray. He's going to keep angling in. I'm sorry, but when he was trying to run in the second innings in Adelaide, some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> ever seen, Tub. <laughs> in again, bowling to Joe Root. Three slips in the gully. Oh, that's a third targeting. It's like he's got a magnet attached to the protector. <laughs> yeah, he, looked oh. like, he looked like he'd been riding a horse down the Grand, the grand Banyan, didn't he, uh, in Adelaide? Oh. Bow-legged. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, it was too funny. 
There was some pictures I saw of him trying to ease himself into a seat on the boundary oh, side no. while he was off the ground, and it looked like he was about to sit onto an egg. He was yep. trying to ease himself onto him. And oh. Just ugly. One one in the warm-up, obviously, and then wore one of a Mitch Stark Thunderbolts. So twice in the one day. It's amazing, though, how that happens. Like We, we haven't talked about that, Joe Root and his career. Yep. And all of a sudden, in the last... Test match and a half. Yep. He's had oh, probably nearly a dozen deliveries in and around that area. Yep. All started with not wearing a box in the nets. Oh, no. And it's gone downhill ever since. Ooh, They've got a bat yeah, pad in place now, as you'd expect. Yeah, Mother Cricket just coming back to bite him after not showing that hard kookaburra enough respect in the nets. Oh. Rock hard. You keep your box on, don't you, Tub? Oh, yeah. He will be from now on. Don't worry about that. While we're finishing on the subject of um, what Joe Root had to contend with in Adelaide, the worst one I've ever seen was in an Ashes test in England. I don't, not the last series, the series before. Ali Cook fielding in the slips, and the ball bounced off the, one of the, the, the sort of top part of one of his hands and squashed one of his pills into his leg. Oh. Fergus, he was off for two and a half hours as the captain of the team. Oh. And people kept saying, well, surely he's going to come back out. I'm like, mate, he'll be hospitalised. Like, there's no protection when you're in the field. Nah, ruptured testicle. It, it, it squashed it against his leg. Well, I can think of one here. And one of our co-commentators, Big Mervyn Hughes, Mervyn Hughes. hit Torsif Ahmed here oh, no. in, in the nether regions. And Torsif went down and he was bellowing. <laughs> and and, and the, the, their physio came on. He was pumping his knees up to his chest, which made oh, it even worse. Yeah, exactly. And, we, and it sort of went on for four or five minutes. And as you can imagine, the Australian cricket team weren't showing the greatest amount of sympathy towards yes. him. Yep. We thought, you know, yep. come on, get up, get on with it. Show with the tough. Yep. Show. Yeah, so he's down and we, you know, we're still milling around him a little bit. And we're, we're, we thought he's really carrying on a bit. But eventually, once they stopped billing, he undid his trousers. And out came this pink fielding box oh, in no. about five pieces. No. And there was no rubber around the oh, rim oh, of, no. of the pink fielding box. So oh. we then started to say, oh, well, we better stay down a bit longer. Fair enough. Fair enough. They have improved enormously <laughs> since then. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Talking about big West Indians earlier, big Kyron Pollard lobbed up in Adelaide and he had about five boxes in his kit bag. And he wore two of them every time he walked oh, to the crew. Two, <laughs> two boxes. Obviously a decent sized area needed protection. Triple M Taylor. Gus Warland, Isabel Westbury and Brad Haddon. Lovely to see such a big crowd coming in as well. Mm. Obviously with the, the recent escalation in the COVID situation, you did wonder, but it, the atmosphere is there. Crowds at the gates. Very jovial mood, as you might be. Australia, the chance of lifting that little urn, which is totally insignificant of course, <laughs> at the end of this. We'll get Hadza's thought on that insignificant urn in a moment. <laughs> I'm still in shock I heard that come out of Izzy's mouth. You know what? She definitely did not stop at 12 last night. It's, that sort of stuff's coming out of her mouth now. That's definitely five gins in after 12. I think, you know, we should be paying attention to other series as well, and the Ashes is not the be-all and end-all. And, um, sure. Oh, my big, gosh. Big bash and so forth. Oh, help me, help me. <laughs> <laughs> that India-Australia series is incredibly important these days. Of course it is. <laughs> Only after you win the Ashes. 
Dan Ganane, Murph Hughes and Greg Blewett. 52,000 here at the G and that number will only grow. England 2 for 51. By the way, everything got pushed back half an hour. Uh, so it's old-fashioned. Old 11 o'clock start, yeah. 1 o'clock lunch. Now this is a, when everyone turns over to the Sydney to Hobart and cares about yacht racing for five <laughs> minutes and then comes back to the cricket. Uh, there's nothing like Boxing Day. And I, I found out something today that is going to make you want to come to this ground even more. Nathan Lyon getting ready to bowl here. Free beer. Almost as good. People Free. were bringing their own leftovers. Now, I grew up in a generation. You can't bring your own food to the cricket. Now, I don't know if it's legal or not, but I saw people with Coles bags and Woolies bags, and you know they were chock full of ham and pork and crackling oh, and rolls. Do you want to hope that ham's been on ice overnight too? You don't want that going off with a bit of salmonella around, do you? Yeah, but hang on. You know it's been put in the fridge. You know it's been... Don't, don't poo-poo the, the imagery I'm trying poo-poo. to portray here. Poo-poo. Why can't people bring food to the... Fridge? Well, because they like to sell their own. We're about to go to my town, Merv, the SCG, where people are going to be coughing up 22 bucks for a bowl of kale. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, if they've treated their ham right from Christmas Day, they can still be taking ham in. Oh, jeez, oh, we get January 5. January 5, good for weight loss. <laughs> Quite breezy here at the G, swirly wind. Crap weather again, Melbourne. Dan, it's not actually a, a swirly wind. It's, it's a wind from the south that gets, gets caught in up in the grandstands and swirls, swirls. <laughs> within the grandstand. So the wind is coming straight in, but in the arena it's swirling. Well, we, we're Day in the one session one, next ball defended. We're in the arena. Yeah, but have a look at so, the flags up there. You wouldn't say those flags are swirling around. It's a stupid but statement. We're, we're not around. sitting on top of the stand. We're, we're inside. That's, yeah. That statement is, is about swirling. as stupid as your shirt. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, come on, Murph. Here it is. You're not in the crowd. Mate, I'm doing radio. Do you reckon I care what I wear? And please, Susie, if you're listening... Dan didn't mean to criticise you. And I appreciate that, honey. I love my wife and the gifts that she gives me, even if you don't like them, Dan. And how are you trying to do? <laughs> now I changed my opinion. It's not the shirt. It's the bloke inside. <laughs> I can cop that. Yeah. I can cop yeah, that. No, that Susie, that. It is a, it, it's not a bad shirt. Now, what you're doing there is can you get me one? Can you get me one in medium? Is you're criticising the amount of food that my wife cooks for me now? No, so you're, no, you're no, no you can't go that far. You're just critical of anything. What's, you're what's her... Um, you force her to cook that much. Yeah, no. What's her top okay. seed? What's her best mo- uh, uh, meal on Christmas? Uh, pizza. As light comes in. Back to my wife. That celebrity overhaul show I did years ago. Yeah. I lost 17 Ks in the jungle. No grog, no crap food, and I thought, this is going to be me. This is a great lifestyle. Got off the plane, jumped in the car. Wife was there to pick me up. What'd she have? You'll come, love this. Well, Pat, Pat was listening. Pat knows the moment here. So I get in the car. I said, yeah, you're feeling fantastic. What's, what have we got on offer? I've got a box of Coronas for you, and we're having pizza for two. And I thought, you're a bloody ripper, I'm home. <laughs> Took me six weeks to lose 17 k. <laughs> Took me two weeks to put it back on. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> Love pizza. Have you counted, Merv, how many shows you've been on over the years? Oh, not many. <laughs> you want me to take home and away, isn't it? Or... Do you do that? No, country practice. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too old for home and away. We well, did Burke's Backyard, didn't you? Burke's Backyard. Yeah. He's uh... Comedy Club. Whatever it was.
You mean the comedy company? Com- com- Were you with Con the Fruiterer? No, no. I was with... Um... Colin Carpenter? No, no. Uh, Uncle Arthur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle yes. Arthur. Uh, and then there was um, uh, Celebrity Overhaul. Yeah. You yeah. Did, which... I got, I got called back for the second series of that. You won that, didn't you? Was it a competition? No, or? no it was just about health and well-being. I got asked back. But you did the best out of everyone. I got asked back for one or two reasons. My sparkling personality was good for the show. All. <laughs> and, you're and, you're, and your modesty. Or the other option <laughs> for a was single. I, was, I was still a fat prick and needed to lose more weight. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear mine, did you? Yes, you, I did. I ignored what, it. What did I say? Well, no, I ignored <laughs> it. I knew it was going to be rude. Because you were cheap. You were cheaper yeah. than the other. Yeah, no, less. No, you would have yeah. been top. You would have. No, no, cheap. Bottom of the run. What about one Last of those um, weight loss? You weren't you on one of those? No, no. No? No. He just said it. he's on celebrity overhaul. Yeah, well, but that, that, was, that could that be anything. That, that, be... that was health and well being rather right. than weight loss. Oh, right. okay. Oh, biggest loser, you mean like yeah. uh, Bluey? Yeah. Okay. I must admit, Bluey, biggest lo- loser when they came and knocked, and I thought, I'm a chance here. And then I found out it was about weight loss and wasn't interested. <laughs> For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Lord Ian Botham. Sir Ian Botham in the house as is... Mark Taylor actually received three for 61, by the way, is the score. Received a text from a friend of mine who's a barrister. He's actually on the North Melbourne board for a long time. Will Horton, very, very nice man. Yeah. He says, but, but as you can imagine, a barrister, a very intelligent man. Yeah. He says to me, your, your co-commentator is no longer Sir Ian. Oh. He was ennobled last year as Baron Botham of Ravenswood Worth. <laughs> In other words, he now needs to be referred to as Lord Botham. Uh, to which my reply was, sir, is all he's getting from me, and fortunate to get that. <laughs> tell you what, <laughs> I'm amazed. <laughs> for us who have known him for, what, 30, how many? Yeah. Like, Lord, I can't get Lord out. Well, if we, we get Lord and sir, but it's what you add after it's the... Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> no, it's not always, not always <laughs> both of them, is it? It's no. Sir something. Other words yeah, Lord and something. something. And then we get there eventually. <laughs> we can leave that to Merv. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Rollicking along now to 46 and 3 for 75, Sir Ian. How's your drive? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming in, is he? How many kangaroos did you see the other night in your <laughs> nine-hour drive? I, know, I had to drive from Adelaide oh, to Port yeah. Ferry. And I had one just out of Mount Gambier tub yeah. that was bounding along in front of me and then to the side for about 200 metres. Oh. And I'm horning. I was only doing about 40, 50 k. Yeah. And I'm trying to horn it to get out of the bloody way, and it would not leave the front of my car. You ever hit one? Yes. So have well, I. Well, it sort of hit me. And yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I was just driving along, yep. and suddenly I'm up in the front yep. of the I've car. I've had that. It's no fun, that. It frightens the crap oh, out of you, doesn't absolute. it? Absolutely. Because you don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. Hit the odd rabbit in North Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, there's a bit more in a kangaroo than a rabbit. <laughs> I tell you what, you don't want to hit tub, and I thankfully haven't, but I've got mates that have. He's a wombat. <laughs> wombat yeah. They ruin the front of your car. I reckon they're like a rock. Destroy yeah. the front of your chariot. Yeah. Hey, what well, did you see the um, was it the V8s? Oh, yeah. The Bathurst, they, they had the echidna. Oh, I didn't oh, see that. Yeah, and they, uh, they, they, well, they didn't stop the race, but they had a safety car out yep. with an echidna. Beautiful thing. Across the top yeah. of the track, they're around Skyline. They're all right. ripping around there doing 200k an hour, and that 
out pops this echidna. <laughs> out what? comes all the yellow flags. A what? An echidna. Like a porcupine. Like, like a spiny anteater. Well, why do you say porcupine? Well, cause no, because they're called echidnas. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got hedgehogs. Yeah, <laughs> similar thing. All the years I've spent over here, yeah. I've never heard that before. An echidna. No. We need to get a shot of it up they're, here. They're on the, on the five-cent piece. Yeah, there was some of like them. The one-cent one piece, someone will know better than me. But yeah, they're on, they're on the coin. Yeah, they're they're one of our... used for marking golf balls. Yeah, yeah. No, no you don't. You use the, you know, the two-pound coins, that sort of stuff, you know. That's it there, Beef. Yeah. Well, this is like a pocket yeah, That's it. Except it's a proper one. Australian version. <laughs> Mark Howard, Brad Haddon and Brad Hodge. Star with a breeze. He's actually bowling in the vest. My favourite bit of cricket paraphernalia, the Australian cricket vest. Three slips, gully point, mid-off, mid-on. Man just forward a square and a whitish fine leg. Bairstow facing his first ball of the series and he leaves it alone outside of stump. Hads, were you a vest wearer? Oh, I'm a big fan of the vest. No, I wasn't a vest wearer at all. I found it uncomfortable when you tried to crouch down in, into your crouch. If I was batting and bowling over 145 k's, um, <laughs> then I'd put the vest on to use as a bit of protection there, but no, I wasn't a vest wearer. I like the vest, Hodgie. Yep. I never wore one e- either that much at all, Howie, in any form of cricket. The only time I ever wore a vest, Hads might remember this, and it was more through sheer... Um, public shaming that I wore the vest. I was training, it was in the 2005 Ashes test and I found myself down on the boundary at fine leg and I actually caught um, Michael Vaughan off Brett Lee and I'd been pumping some tin in the you know, that's, that's what you do, you either run drinks and pump tin, right? There's nothing else to do. Anyway, the chest had built up a fair bit and there was this dude with a big kangaroo. He was giving me oh, giving me a bit of crap by the time I was on, you know, like for about 10 or 15 minutes. Anyway, so I did what any good Australian did and give him some lip back. Yes. And anyway, this dude departed with the kangaroo. And he came back about, oh, 40 minutes later, Howie, and the kangaroo was dressed up in ladies' lingerie with a couple of big watermelons stuck in this... Oh, no. ..in the breast area. And, you know, of course, all the crowd then gave me a pile of junk saying that, you know, I was this short little stumpy Australian with massive big breasts and I had to call for a jumper, put it on because I was completely embarrassed. The only time I've ever worn the baggy green sweater. There you go. Yeah, Brad Hodge seeming to find the vibe of Triple M early on in his stint. Isabel Westbury, Merv Hughes and Greg Blewett. Sharp looking delivery. Not bad Hooter, 138. 138.2. Not bad Hooter, that's a new one. I've got, I've got nuts, I've got seeds. Agate. A what? Good agate, good Ag- nut, good rock. Good agate. Good yeah. pill. Hill, Hooter. Uh, Hooter, good pace. Oh, that's a new one. Not sure whether I've heard of Hooter either. I might have just made it up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I <laughs> it's just good Hooter. Sounds good, doesn't it? Green into Stoke good past Hooter. the outside edge. Good seed. Good Hooter. Through to the keeper. I've heard of a, a restaurant or a cafe, nightclub of a similar yeah. name. It's actually very near Trent Bridge. But, um, Very much along the lines of Hard Rock Cafe. I think I've been there, is he? Hooters. Right, that's all I need to know, really. <laughs> <laughs> I only go there for the food, though. It's yes. Good food. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've heard. Sorry, I've heard. <laughs> the nachos. <laughs> Two slips, McGully. <laughs> One thing I will say, Izzy, the coach, Chris Silverwood, would be he's going through a really important part of his coaching career. So he's he is I don't know how much money he's on, but he's uh, earning every quid at the moment. 
Because he's under siege. That's a, they haven't won, what's out of the last 11 test matches, you've won one? Is that right? Something like that? Something like that's that. Not, that's that's like yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That's, yeah. like, that's like 10%. So they're all over him. You could say that it is a tough learning curve for him. You, you could, but we're not going to. Um, well, why not? But Stay he's got, he, and he's doing, he's the, he's the one man. Everything is, they've given him so much responsibility. Put it this way, it's a business model that you wouldn't repeat. Yeah. Was he second choice for the job? So, a promotion sure, by default. I was going to say, surely if you're looking at the best man, you get Goldwood. Who? Goldwood, not Silverwood. Oh, no. I cannot, is cannot he? believe you Can we? That. Is there a mute button here? <laughs> final ball of the over, and this is turned around the corner to short fine leg. There is no run. And throw to a break because we need it. Four for 115. <laughs> so before you came out with that really crap joke, you were saying that he's he was second in line. Who? Why was he second in line? Who well, Goldwood, obviously. Uh, I was just leading up to a really stupid line that got you sucked right, in. Okay. At least I got a little bit of credit for you. I got a, I got a smirk from you. I got nothing from you. <laughs> I'm going to call you Howie. Howie gives me nothing either. Gives me bugger all. <laughs> I'm a funny bloke. It's about the level of the Christmas cracker <laughs> jokes that we all had yesterday, so I mean, should be used to it by now. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Mark Taylor and Callum Ferguson. Mark Taylor has just stepped in. I hope, Tub, when you put the invoice in, there's a little asterisk next to this one. You miss five minutes. See, double dipping. Hey. It's, 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 yes. it's, a, it's a dark art, Tub. <laughs> no, as I said earlier, it's spreading the gospel. That's how I look at it. Spreading the cricket gospel to our English fans. That's how I look at it. Spreading the uh, double dip <laughs> that's going into that hip pocket of yours around right. the backyard, no Chris- doubt. Christmas time is a very expensive time of the yeah, year. It is. It's only a right. rod if you're not part of it. <laughs> Come back into it. I'll tell you what else, Tub. I'm just going to dump Dan in it because he stole my joke as well. I was the one that brought up the fact that you were double dipping next door and I was just locked do it. in it. You don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> not much. Just yeah, saying, I'll I'll not, not much most of the time. <laughs> okay, well, don't you start. <laughs> I always thought the best way... Cal to... and I will gang up on you. When, We've when... got a test between us, mate, and we will gang up on you. When, you, when you're on the defensive, I think, like England, you've got to come out swinging. You've got to play your shot. The best form of uh, defence is attack. <laughs> That's right. Tubby, Cameron Green's been impressive, hasn't he? Did you see that last over? I was, well, I was, I was on here down, down the corridor. Yeah, I did see the over. <laughs> oh, we've got a streaker. He's roaring away from the security guard. He's heading towards the slips. Now he turns away from point. Oh, he pulls oh, up and he slips oh. over. His mistake, his mistake was when he got to the square, he tried to move. He tried to put a step on and he lost his footing and he's been wrapped up. Now he gets up, raises the arms, but he's going to be helped away. And now he tries to break free again, but oh, one security <laughs> guard just holds on to him. Now they oh, get him to ground. Geez. Now they put in a little elbow. Hulk Hogan with a little leg drop there. Just say, oh. some of that. You're going to try and get away a third time, son. And now they're going to make sure his arm is locked up. He just got a bit cocky there, Dan. He tried to put a step on, turned around, taunted him a little bit and went ass up. A fourth security guard comes in. He's going to take some of the credit, this bloke. He's done nothing. Now, yeah, look at him. Look at him. He's now acting like a pallbearer to be uh, to get a piece of the action as they walk him off. He's going to be in the photo, that bloke, as now this man gets a rousing ovation. He's got pants on, but not much else. 
And the crowd in that Bay 13 area goes up in delight. They can appreciate a good streaker when they see one. <laughs> and it's happened before T. God knows what we're going to see after, after the T adjournment. He put in... That's a good run. He's gone a good 70, 80 metres. Yeah, but, I, think, I think he could have gone to the wicket area, well, Cal. Yeah, but Dan, I'm just a little bit disappointed that he wasn't better prepared. I mean, if you're going to come out here and put on a show like that, put some spikes, studs on. Spikes. It's not that hard. Well... Yeah, he's not, but he's not a streaker, though, is he? Because he's got the full-length pants on. Yep. Yeah, now so he, he's he, wasted his opportunity there. It's going to cost him ten grand. 10 grand. Well, you know what you they say that. Bit, yeah. Do we? Do we? Do they ever get fined? The actual official amount. How the hell do they come up with this? Nine nine one three point two zero nine thousand nine hundred thirteen dollars. And it's the twenty, 20 cents cent. that really cost you. It's the twenty cents. Do they ever get fined that much? Oh, no idea. But he's just an invader, isn't he? He's not a streaker. Oh, he's in the, uh, yes. He had his top off. He didn't even go. Well, the hang on. If you've got the top off, thankfully, you're a. Okay. <laughs> it's got the crowd up and about. Geez, we've had a good day here. Five wickets. The Australians have been on top, but it's it's the invader that's uh, <laughs> got this crowd all fired up. Do <laughs> you have much experience with streakers slash invaders, Tub? Oh, well, my first tour of England in '89, we had a number, including in, in, uh, a number of female streakers. One in um, right. Headingley, one in Lords. I think we had, yeah, so actually the one in Headingley I think helped us win because England were holding on for a draw. <laughs> this woman makes his dash at Headingley and then England lost about five wickets half that. They were gone. James Brayshaw, Brad Hodge and Brad Haddon. And Boland, the hometown boy. How have you seen him, Heads, please? I just like the, that he's been given an opportunity. I think he's bowled at the fuller length with the strains of asked for. He hasn't looked out of place. He, he loves these conditions. But yeah, I just I enjoyed the moment this morning when he got his baggy green. You could just see the smile on his face. He's seen uh, similar excitement when Nessa got his last week. It's just these guys are tall and tall for 10 years to finally get an opportunity. That's exactly right, Hads. It's, it's, it's a reward. Even if he does, maybe he might not play another game, Scotty Bowen. No one knows when you enter a test match whether you're going to get another opportunity or not. Hopefully he does. He's doing a pretty good job. For his skipper and his team, but it's it is that reward over a period of time where that baggy green is there. It is, and it's a reward for the effort. Scotty Bond's toiled away on the MCG, which can be flat sometimes in Shield cricket, JB, and he makes things happen. And also comes in with some good form, as did Jai Richardson, as did Michael Nissa. So, bring in players which have got form behind them. Towed up the blue bags not long ago. Hads. Scotty Bowen, which was always nice. Well, that didn't happen in your day. It, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not that hard to tell up the blue baggers, actually, these days. But we won't again. go on that. Scotty Bowen's well beautifully. Jimmy, this is how I used to sit through my Ashes campaigns. Hodgie and I spent a lot of time on the bench together, and, and the banter's just, just like listening to him right now. We, we never looked like getting a game. We weren't as lucky as uh, Bowen, but we just sit, sat there all day running drinks and listen to the band of Brad Hodge. <laughs> it wasn't hard to get right, was it? You just run out and say, what colour do you want, Ricky? Do you want orange or red? It's pretty simple. So, Hads, Hodgie and I crossed over by one year. My last year was Hodgie's first year. Playing a Shield game in Adelaide. I honestly thought Victorian cricket was going that well that they'd send a kid over to run the drinks. <laughs> this kid, was he seriously looked like he was in year 10 at Melbourne Grammar. 
You and I said to someone, I said, who's this little bastard? <laughs> they said, no, that's Brad Hodge. He's playing. What he did, Heads, was he spent the whole week a foot away from Dean Jones. So wherever Dino went, Hodgie was a metre from him. What'd you learn, Hodgie? A lot about Dino's game. Truth be told, JB, Dino was my hero growing up. Oh, yes. And I wanted to be like the ledge, and I did have a poster of him in his one-day colours up on the bedroom there. A number of other posters up there, which I can't mention, but the ledge was up there. Oh, and only fair enough to... And he was actually my roommate as well. So How old were you? He couldn't have been no, 17. He must I, have been like 16. No, I think I just turned 18. But one of the great things which happened to me is I spent the previous six months under Rod Marsh at the Cricket Academy. And I think that well, breeding through Rod Marsh was important for me because, yeah, I was, I was could be a little bit of a smart Alex sometimes, <laughs> Jimmy. Rod sort of banged that out of me a little bit, which was good. Got me in the right place and shape to play cricket. But, uh, yeah, just on Dino, I, look, it's, it was pretty hard back then to force your way into those lineups of first-class cricket. When I went back through the list, I actually found the team sheet of that game, and in that game was Merv Hughes, Shane Warne, Paul Rifle. Damien Fleming. Damien Fleming. Tony Dottermade. Uh, Dottermade was there, and Rowdy Phillips was open to batting, I think, with Matty Elliott. Yep. So some seriously good players, and there was always some banter between South Australia and Victoria. And what I most remember about it, Hats, is they absolutely had their asses handed to them. I reckon we won <laughs> about 25 minutes into the final day, and uh, Dino and Darren Lehman had a, a running blue that went the whole of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the biggest surprises which caught my eye. Because I wasn't aware that that actually happened. Mm. You know, that brutal, to be honest, in Shield <laughs> Cricket. Actually, to be fair, Lehman used to just put the Vicks to the sword yeah, those days anyway. He did most teams back then. Hads, what he failed to provide in that story as well is that he was... We also said, who's this silver spoon of batting at six with a helmet that doesn't actually <laughs> fit on his melon? Never six. <laughs> Bowling in. <laughs> Speaking of Dino Hads, three years in a row here... In Shield Games, South Australia, Victoria. First of those three years, he made 150 in both innings. The second year, he made 250. And the next year, he made 320. Mate, the, I've got a good story about the great Dean Jones also, Jimmy. You'll laugh at this. I, I remember playing... Hodgie might have been there at Bendigo for the Canberra Comets. And, and I was the same. I, I was a, had the poster of uh, Dean Jones up on the wall. And, and I remember coming out to bat, I don't know, or three for 20 or something. He's walked up the side of me. And he's walked up the side with the non-strikers and he's looked me up and down. I thought, how good is this? Some young kid, what's Dino going to say? He had some great advice for someone. He just goes, you don't deserve to be on the same field as me. <laughs> 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 then he walked away and I'm standing at the non-strikers and I'm going, well, I don't have a response to that. And no. years later, uh, it was my last year playing, he was, he was coaching us in the PSL in, in Dubai for his Lam event. And I said, we're at the bar having a drink. I thought, oh, I'll bring this up with him. And he'll probably say sorry. I said, no, I wouldn't have said that. I said, oh, Dino, you remember this? This is what you said. And he looked me up and down again. He goes, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I would have said. Yeah, yeah good. So, uh, now that we've moved into broadcasting, Jimmy, we've ripped the Dino poster off. We've got one of you up in the bedroom. Brutal yeah. competitor, Dino. No one loved competing more than him. 100%. Yeah, he was nuts. And it was great to play on the same ground as him 
just to watch that as much as anything else. He, he was a nuts competitor. Merv loved playing against you, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't, don't want Merv in here, actually. We can <laughs> leave him out the front. <laughs> what I do remember about the 300, because by that stage, Hads, we'd had enough. We'd had enough of the side of him. So I'm walking from slip to slip, and I said to him, Dino, why don't you just piss off? Like, seriously, we've had enough of the side of you. And he, remember he used to have that high-pitched voice? Yeah. He goes, ah, you'll never get me out on this. I'll be here for a week. <laughs> 300. Who makes 300? 324. Oh, it was, and not out. It was ridiculous. So change your commentary at the end of this over. Gussie Wallen moves in. Hads is sticking around. Merv Hughes going to be joining them. Mark Taylor was down to commentate, but he's already in he? Already just worked it out so that he can do what he wants. He's the captain, mate. It's taken him two test matches. Like, you know, this this was his only gig. <laughs> this is the only one he was doing. Now he's got three. I've said it many times, Hads. What, one of the great frauds of Australian cricket. Mark Taylor, everyone thinks he's the nicest living bloke. He's a mile from that. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a different side of him, though, during the Triple M. He's been yep. quite humorous at times, too. No, he isn't. <laughs> For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Gus Warland, Murph Hughes and Greg Blewett. Nice to see Bluey, a little bit of counter-attack from the Pommets. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And they've got nothing to lose. Let's, you know, open the shoulders, go for it. And that's what Leachy's been doing as you said made 90 i reckon against the might of ireland mm. and he opened the he opened the batting on that particular night watching did he night watching because i think they had one over to face the other one was nathan lyon most expensive over in three years wow good stat good anaconda stat there merv i imagine you got that off ethan i just made it up <laughs> but i'm glad you went with it hey you say it confidently eh? You know when you said that about the, the expensive over and you just said it confidently, you know who I learnt that off of? I worked with Greg Matthews for a couple of summers wow. and half the stuff that he said was just completely false, but the way he said it, bang. he was just like, bang, he was so confident. It'd be like, oh, you know, Jack Leach running, uh, you know, going out to face the, the bowling and he averages 17.2. And then I'd look it up and he averages about four. <laughs> but he just, bang, that- out he came with it. Is that a mid-on, a wide mid-on, or a mid-wicket on the league side? That's there? a mid-wicket. It's an in-betweeny. Is that a wide mid-on? No, that's a mid-wicket. That's a genuine mid-wicket. A, sh- a straight square leg? No. <laughs> no. Well, you watch him, though. He drifts around to the right a little he bit. Does. And he turns into a mid-on. <laughs> wide mid-on. <laughs> Merv Hughes. You played enough with him, I suppose, Bluey. Well, you know him oh, well enough. Played the, against him a lot. Played the Australian A's together. Played the Aussie A stuff. That was good stuff. That was good fun, Greg. As a senior player in the Australian A side, did I pass on any pearls or any gems to you? No. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so. Nothing. And would you have listened to me if I did? No. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, arrogant young man from South Australia. What did you, you say? You heard. No way. Arrogant. No. I'm not having that. Good looking and arrogant. You top that. I came into that team. I was quiet. Tried to earn the respect of the great Merv Hughes. You already had my respect, Blue, by that stage. You probably carved about ten hundreds against Victoria. Jeez, he gave you and 
young <laughs> Greg Blewett. Jeez, he gave it to us. There was myself and James Brayshaw. He used to target because we went to a private school. Yeah, and you know, like, you know, Merv didn't like that. No, they just come out the bat like they had a stump shoved up their clacker. <laughs> Pranced out the bat. Knew they could play. <laughs> Maybe the shits, to be honest. Mark Howard, Brad Hodge and Mark Taylor. Let's get some Triple M Anaconda stats. Big brands, best prices. Biggest range at Anaconda from Ethan Meldrum. What's he done, our man Robinson, Eth? Yeah, Ollie Robinson, leading wicket taker for the Poms this series. Seven wickets so far, averaging just 24 apiece. Economy rate also quite low at 2.5. He's been a real positive in the tour for what's been a tough one, Tub. Well, he looked good against India, too, in their recent series over in England. I think he took about 21 wickets and about 20 there, too. Yeah. He's got that Angus Fraser sort of feel to him, doesn't he? He looks like you pick a stack of wickets up in England. No doubt about it. Gus Fraser was handy. I never faced him. I'm sure you would have, Tub. Yeah, but... faced Gus a lot. And, and he was awkward to face, but I, I always think you want to have a bit of contrast. That's what, that's what worries me a little bit with the Anderson-Robinson combination. It's steady enough, but is it going to get people hopping around? That's why I'd at least give Wood the first two or three. If he's not if he's not making batsmen play, fine. Take him off and then bowl Robinson. But you want to get opening batsmen jumping. Harris moved to seven from eight deliveries. He leaves it alone. Was uh, Gus Fraser playing in 89 when Tub went over there and just slayed England, just made a pile of runs, won the Ashes 4-0. Was oh, he there? Oh, I think they played oh, about 500 well, people, did S- they? Sit yeah. back and relax and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> well, okay, so first ball you faced from him. No, was he playing in that series? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, but he came back in 93. 93, mate, okay. yeah. No. He played over here, I think. From memory, that was Graham Dilley. He was there? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Phil Newport, um, Foster, Neil Foster. Right. And, yeah, Paul Jarvis. And Devon Malcolm played. Sounds like some buffet. Oh, Devon. <laughs> Devon, Devon Malcolm was so quick. He was, oh, quick, he was quick. He was almost too quick for me. But you still almost. made 800 odd runs. <laughs> Steve War made a pile of runs. That's a no ball. Merv got a stack of wickets, and AB left England with a 4 0 result. Well, that just shows you how much the wickets were doing over there. Merv got wickets. Yeah, Must have been doing true. plenty. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Did Merv get 80 with the bat too, Tubby? 71 or 2, I think it was. So there you go. You've got to so, half your runs then, surely, if Merv's yeah. getting 80-odd. Uh, that's after the hard work had been done, though. Yeah, fair uh, call, yeah. fair uh, call. The, the engine room had done all the hard work. Taylor and Marsh at the top. And surprise, 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 Merv jumped in for the buffet at the end. Yeah. And there's no great surprise there, is it? <laughs> On and off the field. Hodgie, you, yep. you were made aware. We've seen some elite work today by Paddy Cummins and the bowlers, but... You make your way in the media and it's come to our attention that there's some elite work gone in the box. Mark Taylor. <laughs> Don't you start. He's yep. turned up today. He's working for Triple M. Yep. He's working for the British broadcasters. Yep. And he's doing a couple from his hotel, crosses into the Channel 9 uh, morning shows. Your man, M.A. Taylor, has turned up today for one day's work and he'll walk away putting in three invoices. Now, Hodgie... For mere mortals like you and me, yep. that is what you're aiming for <laughs> you in the media. Don't you dare. Now, Hussey in Adelaide, <laughs> as the world record, did four wow. in one day. So if Tubby can just get a little CA gig, he's at four. Yep. I'm good. I'm good for that. And that is, yeah, I reckon he'll get a lunch in there. Maybe a <laughs> breakfast and go for a five. <laughs> Fantastic work. So... So a round of applause for Mark Taylor because yep. he's turned up with three So benchmark is someone named Mr. Cricket. <laughs> yeah, he got four. Australia, he got so. four in Adelaide and Taylor's on three, but I'll be surprised if Taylor can't beat three.
Well, you're not too bad yourself, Howie, but... Oh, yeah. You know, look, I'm just making my way in broadcasting. I'll just take the one gig and see oh. how I go, all right? Hey, look at Howie's glass house over there. He's yeah, got no, himself no, there, I don't mate. ever get three in a day. Oh, oh, oh come on. I think Never? Truly, truly Never had best. three? No, yeah. I've seen the glass house in Bowen Heads there, Tubby, oh, more yes. than a glass house. Truly tremendous by you, Tubby. <laughs> the economy's starting to tick over. People are getting jobs, and Tubby's just come in and taken three on one day. Howie, as I was saying earlier to yeah. Gus when he was trying to give me a hard time... I'm just spreading the gospel. Are no, you well, good? I'm spreading the cricket gospel. Just tell us, did the phone call come from the Channel 9 producers, mate? Can you do a cross for the morning show outside the ground? And you said, can you send the van up to my hotel? Because <laughs> I don't have time. Oh, it's a long way down here. It's, it's a good couple hundred metres. <laughs> That's elite. That's what we're aiming for, Hodgie. Dan Ganane and Murph Hughes. Ethan Anaconda stats. David Warner now ninth place most test runs for Australia, overtaking our own Tubby Taylor. Well, that's a big one. Thank you, Ethan. Ninth all-time, Dave Warner. That's Ninth very impressive. all-time, just taking over Tubby Taylor. I'm tipping Warner would have faced half the balls. <laughs> you weren't going to let that go through to the nah. coup, were No, nah, listen, Mark Taylor, give him a hard time, but what a fantastic player he was for Australia. And like like Cummins, like Smith, in this, when he was elevated to captain, he just lifted to another level. And that's what where Australia has been so fantastic at at selecting cricket. If they select someone as captain, they don't disappoint. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.